Bruce Choney, welcome to Unity Center for Positive Living. We're glad a few of you could join us this morning. Um, well, there's three or four of us here putting on service, and uh, we have a congregation of two this morning in our sanctuary. And you know, three more people on, on Zoom, three, four, but uh, we need to invite some more folks, friends, get some people in here in our seats. Now I'd like to read to you from today's daily word, which is release. Regular releasing keeps me in the flow of life. I've been changing as long as I've been alive and will continue to evolve as long as I live. I make room for the person I am becoming through releasing, which is an important part of my spiritual practice. Just as I would not fill my closet with clothes that no longer fit, I do not fill my life with beliefs and ideas that no longer reflect who I am and who I'm becoming. Regular releasing creates space in my life for new things to come in. It is my way of remaining open to possibility, of welcoming new opportunities, of keeping myself in the flow of life. Releasing is also a powerful way to live my faith. I trust I am moving in the right direction and release items from my past easily and with gratitude for the role they played in my life. And from the Bible, Created me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. And that's from Psalm 51.10. What a great reminder. I need to go home and clean out my closet to rid of some of those old clothes. Yeah. Now it's time for Surely the Presence. Please join us while Joyce Merrick leads us in. statement let's all say our opening statement together there is only one presence and one power active as the universe and as my life God the good now please join us in singing our welcoming song it is the gift to be simple and afterwards feel free to run around and greet your neighbors
think you do it. Okay, let's turn on the zoom. Well, hello everybody. We can we since we can't be in the sanctuary, we can hug everybody in here. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi and blessings. <laughs> There's a lot more of us out here than there is in the church, apparently. Apparently today, that's kind of odd. Yes, it is. Yeah, you might be enjoying one of those summer days, uh, nice summer days there. People start playing hooky and going to the lake. And <laughs> there's Terry. Yes. There's Terry. Oh, there's big guy. Terry, Terry, and Terry. Patricia, are you in Chicago? I'm in Chicago. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Yeah, good to see everyone. Great. Well, we're glad all to be here. Where we have, we have, uh, what, uh, Arizona, Chicago, Houston, North Carolina. Yeah. Did you, did you see Muriel? I did. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you. It is so gorgeous. This weather here has been just beautiful. Now we're having some lovely weather up in the Northwest, too. Great. Beautiful sunny yeah. spring weather, hardly any rain. I'm not right. sure that's a good thing. Well, <laughs> I'm happy about it. Yeah, I'll be there shortly. <laughs> oh, when, when, when are you gonna be there? Oh, there's Joanne. Yeah. When are you gonna be here, Doctor Garay? Uh, on the um, 17th. On the 17th. All right. Looking forward to you coming on back. Yes. I'll be there almost for summer. Our summer really begins in uh, July sometime. Reverberation. Mm hmm. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and mute her. Okay. Your microphone's on mute. 
You're on mute, Johnny. The 27th, oh, oh, the 27th of July. Oh. So this should be a six, this should be a seven. Okay. All right. And let's see one more thing. I want to. No, I'm going to save that for later. Yes, Joanne. Uh, Father's Day is in two more weeks for the ladies. We're making breakfast for the men. Yay. Father's Day, two weeks, ladies. Count me in. I you be here. Hungry. All right. Anybody else with an announcement? I'll make some calls to try get some people in. Okay. Do you want to um, announce Penny's birthday again? The Zoomers didn't hear it. Yeah, let's do it again. Oh, Penny's birthday is Wednesday. Did hear it that time? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Let's go ahead then. It's time for a unity statement. We're birthday girl moment. There we go. That's not it. There we go. There it is. All right, here we go. Everybody? Okay. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. Now it's time for a song of joy. So please stand up if you want and sing along. Joyce leads us in, I feel wonderful. when nobody volunteers to be a reader oh, and you got to listen to me more and more and more because I'm your reader today ah. so if you guys don't want to listen to me so much talk to Susan volunteer to be a reader <laughs> I'm gonna read a couple little short stories from this book God's little devotional for graduates I don't know what any of that means but there's a lot of little wonderful stories in here and they all start with a kind of like our, our daily word with a little blurb and something from the Bible. 
This one is the happiest people don't necessarily have the best of everything. They just make the best of everything. From the Bible, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. And that's Philippians 4, 11 and 13. A story is told of identical twins. One, a hope-filled optimist who often said, everything's coming up roses. The other twin was a sad and hopeless pessimist who continually expected the worst to happen. The concerned parents of the twins brought them to a psychologist in hopes he might be able to help them balance their personalities. The psychologist suggested that on the twins' next birthday, the parents put them in separate rooms to open their gifts. Give the pessimist the best toys you can afford, the psychologist said, and give the optimist a box of manure. The parents did as he said. When they peeked in on the pessimistic twin, they heard him audibly complaining, I don't like the color of this toy. I bet this toy will break. I don't like to play this game. I know someone who has a bigger toy than this. Tiptoeing across the corridor, the parents peeked in and saw their optimistic son gleefully throwing manure up in the air. <laughs> he was giggling as he said, you can't fool me. Where there's this much manure, there's gotta be a pony. How are you looking at life today? As an accident waiting to happen or a blessing about to be received? I'm going to save this next one for next time because I think you guys have heard enough of me. So, and now it's time for our meditation song. Please join us as Joyce leads us in Sweep Over My Soul. Praying the traditional Lord's Prayer together. 
followed by the hallelujah. Are we ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And leave us not in temptation, but deliver us from error. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. to have a different speaker each Sunday of the month. This morning, we're once again blessed to have the Dr. Reverend, the Reverend Dr. Daria Funches with us sharing her message about embracing spiritual destiny in 2023. All the way from D.C. Take it away, Dr. Daria. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning. Joy this morning. It's wonderful to see everybody's bright and shining lights. Uh, so each, each uh, month this year, there's a chapter on Embrace Your Spiritual Destiny in 2023. Um, and today my focus is catch, release, and hold on to the lifeline. <laughs> so, uh, you know, some of you who are fisher people <laughs> know about catching and release. So we have so many different meanings of this this power of release, but in uh, in some of the unity work, as as you know, um, it's about the power of the twelve powers. It's about the power of elimination, and I think that's what we often think of when we say we need to let some things go, whether they're thought patterns that we have, some habitual behaviors that we have, some longstanding emotions that easily get triggered that we have. <laughs> You know, uh, I know all of you look like you don't know what I'm talking about, but that's okay, right? So there are these things that we're normally talking about releasing, but part of the message is we think we have a cathartic release sometimes, you know, that there is something we have, we're getting a, a big healing or big insight or big clarity. But what about release as a way of life? You know, what about elimination as a way of life? Because you know, it's not for nothing that we have those terms like, well, are you regular? They used to ask us when we were kids, <laughs> you know, are you regular? And we know what that means. Reg so regularly on a daily basis, we need to be practicing whatever our way of releasing is, we need to practice it. And I want to encourage us to recognize that it's not usually by talking. It's not usually by, you know, just being in conversation saying that we uh, are going to stop doing something or we need to stop doing something. That we actually need to develop our own spiritual practice of release, either through your spiritual teacher or through yourself and your prayer. Be in your upper room and have a way that, that you see that that's working for you, that 
things that you've been attached to are practicing uh, for long periods of time that are now you're recognizing the light is coming on and you know that it's in your way. In your way, meaning it's interfering with your God program, interfering with you fully functioning with the infinite substance and source and Christ consciousness coming through you. So for that to be part of your conscious life, that God program, which is your destiny, part of your um, daily practice, part of how you're living. Once you get into that light and decide you're going to stay in that light and you're recommitting all the time, you don't even have to wait for a first Sunday altar call, right? You don't have to wait for a first Sunday communion. <laughs> Once you put that in the, the front seat and say, okay, this is what's driving me, then a regular release practice makes a whole lot of sense from the standpoint of defining release as elimination. You don't have to wait for that great big you know, event or something. You don't have to wait for a New Year's burning bowl ceremony <laughs> to release the year. We want to keep it going and have a consciousness that moves us forward. It moves us forward from failure to faith, from grievance to gratitude. Uh, and this destiny is just the combination of the gifts and talents and medicine that you carry, that creator put inside of you, 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 you know, all of us. Um, and, and how we integrate that with being and living our life on the God program. You know, the other meaning of, of uh, relief that is relevant to us today is the, how it's used when you put something new out into the world. There's a new software version, right? New software version, it's updated, whatever. So what's the release date? October, you know, whatever, 2023. <laughs> okay, so one of the reasons that we want to pay attention to that meaning is that the word is that as we move out and eliminate these old triggers and traumas, then we are able to make more room to be more in sync with everything that is that divine God program. Last year, the, the theme was, um, well, actually it was 2021 that the theme was "Thy will be done in 2021. And that's when I really began to talk about the God program. And I think that it's all still relevant right now as we're moving further into that, that destiny. So we want to release, we want an updated version, you know, <laughs> of who we are. We want that, uh, our transformations bring us further into the depth of who we are, you know, who we really are authentically, totally, and holistically. And that's, and that gives us more power to radiate that divinity in the world, at work, at home, you know, not just basking in the glow of how great we may feel on Sunday after church, right? And it's not just us as individuals, as I always say, there is the spiritual destiny of the nation. There's a spiritual destiny of the community. There is a spiritual destiny of the church here. And all of the above 
need a regular release practice. <laughs> a release practice that moves us further into our highest potential as a nation. And that moves us away from those things that we have done present and past that are destructive and move us into separation. Hmm. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Now for a powerful release practice, it's not always just a, a, a private comfortable activity. It's not always full of just joy. It's like one of those things like a writing. I like having written, but the process of doing all the writing is very time consuming, right? I may be grumbling a little bit to myself in the process of doing it. But at the end, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I finished this. This is wonderful. You know, I love it. Uh, so I have to persevere with the process of the elimination. The elimination and the release that we may need may take a thunderstorm, just to use an example. You know, every now and then we need a big thunderstorm and some, that, that brings certain illumination, that brings us to look at the truth. Sometimes we need some disturbance in our presence that helps us raise our consciousness and awareness of what's out of sync and what needs to be put in sync. Because otherwise we can go around sometimes thinking we're in sync and you know, presenting that uh, image when actually there's something we're doing every day that's part of our personality that's way out of sync with this divinity that we're talking about. It can be, it doesn't have to be that you broke, um, you know, the commandment of thou shalt not kill. You know, it doesn't have to be that you broke the commandment uh, that you feel you most honor in life. It could be something like a collection of people who are pursuing a joint mission, like it, you know, at work. And they're all very good people. They do a lot to help others, but they have a tendency to find fault all the time. Not fault with themselves, of course, <laughs> fault with other people. And, and in finding fault with other people, that then leads to a little grumbling behind the scenes or a little criticism, fault finding, um, putting people down, but to their face, they would be what? Flattering or positive. Now, I know you've seen that before. <laughs> Where just that kind of collective behavior, and if I'm participating in it, that I'm grumbling and complaining about, you know, each person, you know, in our group or our organization or in our community or whatever, we're complaining about two or three people, but we're all gathering together to do it. And then when we see them, we're like, <laughs> there goes that smile, right? <laughs> Everything is positive. Oh, so 
bye, bye, bye. So good to see you. So there's this being out of sync. And the more, that may sound minor to you, but it can create quite a disturbance within an organization. People, there's nothing more um, hostile in a way than that undercurrent of things that go on behind your back and inauthenticity to your face, all under the guise of we're being very, you know, loving, but we're not. And all that stuff adds up. And it's usually the low group on the totem pole that get totem pole that gets the most criticism or the most pernicious <laughs> behavior and consequences. So when we're looking at this need to release, by the grace of God, each one of us can actually heal through God's help from trauma, grievances, as, as we acknowledge our errors and seek forgiveness and claim the wholeness that was designed within us by creator. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and put a new and right spirit within me. And it doesn't mean you've like been this horrible or bad person. It's just the renewal and commitment and refreshment of that. What is your affirmation? What is your scripture that helps you with your release process? You know, whether it's, uh, you know, in Sanskrit or uh, in, in Aramaic or uh, in Lakota, whatever it's in, in Cowlitz, whatever tradition you're following that helps you and teaches you about the power of this, such a practice to help you in your wholeness, in your light, in your well-being. Because when we're holding something, an anger that we've had, you know, historically, I found it very powerful to recognize that people did what they did because that's what they knew how to do. <laughs> and if I'm going to still be mad at my parents for this action and mad at my uncle for that action and all of this, we know that that just, it harms us. It's not really harming another person, it's harming us, right? So we are wanting to bring that forth and, and whatever we have as our aggravations, uh, we want to have a practice. If we have other people helping us with that, that's fine. But get ourselves into a practice where we're clear that on a daily basis, we are letting go of something. We are regular releasers, okay? <laughs> we are moving and making space uh, for the wholeness of who we are and operating on it. And it happens, as I said before, I want to reemphasize it, that it's when we're having an intersection between faith and fear, between trauma and the trials uh, of our daily life. It happens at the intersection of uh, challenges to, to fully love self and one another. <clears throat> one night I was praying about uh, forgiveness. It must have been at least 10 years ago. Um, for spirit to help me with some work to do forgiveness between groups of people and uh, all the ancestral uh, pain and wounds that we have. 
And one of the things that Spirit told me was, you have to go before there was ever a grievance. And I thought, oh, that makes sense. Because to manifest any vision, we have to really be in that place too, of being the place of the vision, not always trying to catch up with the vision, right? <laughs> so, but, but to have the power of, of being, remembering the wholeness, remembering your white stone, remembering your purpose, remembering your highest potential, remembering before the woundedness. And just the 24 hours after that, inside less than 24 hours, I had a scheduled a session with a, a, a spiritual a leader. And she started talking to me about a process that she used where you go before the grievance. <laughs> I thought, I just did all that last night. Here we go. <laughs> and, and that's another way of spirit telling me, you know, we don't just give information to you. There, you know, we the information is here. Who is listening? Who is listening to that information that connects to who you are and what your spiritual destiny is? So we need to clear out those spirit ears, clear out those spirit eyes. And we begin to do that also, not just by having that daily practice, but there is guidance and teachings about fasting and cleansing and detoxing and how we do our nutrition. There are these practices that are here in scripture, whichever tradition you're following, that help us with our eliminate the power of release, the power of elimination. Your eyes become so clear that the light of who you are is apparent wherever you are. So a forgiveness practice needs also to be in there, whether it's weekly or monthly, needs to be a part of this regular release practice that goes with who we are. The reason I picked the topic catch release and hold on to the lifeline is this. I, Spirit said, we've been playing a game of catch and release with humanity. Part of the process of that is checking continually to see where we are in our spiritual maturity. whether we are conscious enough to recognize all the bold and um, <laughs> nuanced ways that we're getting out of sync with the God program, that we're able to recognize ourselves being in sync and feel the difference, to know the difference. What a joy to feel you're in that flow where it's not the world, the practices of the world and the emergencies of the world that are driving your vehicle that is you. <laughs> but to know that 
you are waiting on and open to and recognizing the manna from heaven. Because when we get the fishers of people, all right, the fishers of men, the fishers of women, the fishers of all human beings. In fact, we want to be caught because at some point, maybe early in life, depending, everybody's got a different age. When you recognize the power of the spirit, when you felt the power of the spirit, when you felt the resonance in your body, where you felt the movement in your heart, everybody's got a different age. <laughs> But whenever you felt that, when you could feel the temperature change, when you could see the light beyond whatever you're looking at in, <laughs> with your eyes, but in your mind's eye, in your spirit eye, that you're almost blinded by light. However this happens, when you're singing the song and it takes you to a higher and higher and higher and higher level, when you're dancing a spiritual dance, and you're asking that the spirit take you and teach you and show you and mold you. All these different ways we become active with the intelligence of the Holy Spirit. When we were kids, we used to call, oh, there goes Miss Williams. She got happy today. You know, <laughs> we, you look over there and Miss Williams was jumped up out of the pew and she, you know, went out and out. Now, there were some who, you know, did that like on clock. You could, if you had a watch, you could tell it was going to be her time. Okay, any minute now, Miss Jones is going to get happy, right? I mean, there were some people who that was their performance. But most people, it, this is a powerful, you know, in, interaction and presence of the Holy Spirit in their experience of prayer, of singing, of dancing, of praying, listening to the word. That the spirit is moving in the sanctuary. The spirit is moving in the people. And we all had different traditions. So some of us grew up in churches where everybody was still, everybody was silent, and nobody moved, right? <laughs> so uh, that, that was part of being in church. But wherever you become a part of it, whether it's in the medicine wheel, in the sweat lodge, in the Sundance tree, in the sanctuary, wherever you feel the power of this spirit, then we know that we want to be caught. <laughs> we want to be shown. We want to be taught directly by the spirit. And when we are, you know, we renew, recommit, be it in communion or it just in prayer that we affirm and acknowledge who we are, what our commitment is, that this is the only, some of our affirmations in unity can serve that function. And then we stop getting caught up in whatever particular fear is interfering with our unity or our wholeness. We stop whatever behavior we're doing that may be some form of self-sabotage. We're able 
to close the book on some trauma that we may have experienced is very important, but that we now have the lesson or whatever we learn from it, as opposed to getting triggered by it. So our release practice is essential to this movement that we're making. Let's, let's commit ourselves today that we are renewed in the spirit of God. We are renewed in our commitment to our Christ consciousness. We are renewed in our um, capacity to bring peace in our minds, hearts, spirits, and emotions, and to radiate that in the world, to multiply it, no matter what we're faced with. And we are committed to truth-telling. That Holy Spirit brings some truth, man. <laughs> it brings the truth uh, in a way that says, if you are willing to look at this, if you're willing to be in the storm, then there is a promise. There is the rainbow. There is the sunlight after. But the storm may be needed to wake us up. The storm may be needed to bring a heavy cleansing of what we've been through. The storm may be needed to have us go into silence and listen to what's most important to recognize here and now today. And that's gonna help you with whatever your practical worldly task is for today, right? Whatever your practical task is for today, yeah, I've decided that I'm not living this life like it's an emergency, you know? I'm living this life like, you know, God is driving this vehicle. So even if it looks like things are falling apart all around me, I can be at peace. I might have to take a nap because it's time to do that. And then I wake up and I, I know what to do with the thing that's right in front of me. So the power of elimination is our ability to let go and of, of any kind of negative or limiting thinking, behavior patterns, et cetera. And that power among the uh, apostles was, was seen by Fillmore as being represented by Thaddeus, also sometimes called uh, Judah. <laughs> and and it's interesting one of the things that he says to Jesus at, at some point uh, is well, why do you show yourself to us but you're not showing yourself to all the people right and uh and Jesus says I'm showing myself to you giving if you keep my word then you will have me with you you will have this eternal life. This I will always be with you in that way, right? And I'm thinking, when I when I look at this, uh, I, I heard one scholar say, well, the reason Thaddeus said that is because he was compassionate for all the people. And he thought, you know, everybody should have the benefit of learning up close and personally with, with uh, Jesus the Christ, Yeshua ben Joseph. And, <clears throat> and I was thinking, he's telling you that... <laughs> I've been breaking it down for you. <laughs> and I'm still working with the fact that 
you're going to scatter and run when the moment comes. You know, when the time comes, you're going to scatter. So I'm up, I'm breaking it down with you. You've been with me. We've been walking together. We've been talking together. We've been praying together. You've been at all the healings. You've done the miracles, so-called miracles, by working with the power of God, the power of my Father within me, who strengthens me to do these things. And so I'm teaching you. And in other words, if you will step into this consciousness that we are having the opportunity to live with, be with, et cetera, you will step into that consciousness. And, and the more you step into that consciousness and the, and the Holy Spirit will come to show you more and more of the truth as you step out to minister to the world. Yeah, that's your job. And greater things than I've done shall you do. But first, I, this is your round one. Right. I'm hearing that the disciples are round one. OK, so we're way down the line in terms of what round we're in. And we have that same capacity. To do these things, if we're willing to follow the teachings of how we continue to grow and grow and grow that power. Everybody in here has experienced some miracle in your life. Everybody in here has experienced something that says to you. This is your medicine. This is your gift. This is a power that you bring in. This is how you express it. And this is an impact that you have in the world. Now, whether we want to grow that as a blessing exponentially and multiply, as, it, as Paul tells us in Hebrews to do, well, that's our, our business. But it's also God's promise for eternal life. There are many times I ask God to help me mind my own business. And I ask God to help me mind my own business because if I get preoccupied with what other people think I should do, if I get preoccupied with what other people think of me, it's really none of my business what they think of me. If I get preoccupied with that, I'm off track. <laughs> so in, in we are told to persevere and that hope in Hebrews, they tell us that hope is really our lifeline. Hope is really our lifeline. It anchors us to God's promise. God's promise is life eternal. God's promise is to be able to be sustained by the manna from heavens and not just what we here, have here, practically speaking. In Hebrews, it says, Hebrews 6, but dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. The Holy Spirit and our instincts don't always come together unless we are operating in sync with what? The God program. Then our automatic and our conscious programs work together. 
But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying to the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt, save others by snatching them from the fire and to others show mercy. And then Thaddeus who speaks of, um, the, who represents, I should say, the power of elimination and release. says to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and great joy to the only God, our savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. So this testimony is saying, and more like a doxology is how it's treated. It, it comes from Jude. Um, to God be the glory. It's not about us being glorified in this. It is us being an expression of God as we know in our life. And our humility stays with it. So let's hold on to this lifeline. Let's boldly grab it. Let's follow the things that we happen to know, we've lived long enough to know, would be helpful for us as a daily release practice. That would be helpful for us for periodic fasting, whether it's fasting one day a week, fasting two, day, two days a month, whatever it is that's right for your body and your spirit, it would be powerful for us to bring those things together. And as we bring those things together, then we become more of a resource for truth telling, for helping our neighbors see the power of bringing truth into classrooms. Doesn't have to be religious truth, but we need to stop using Christianity as a cloak for hatred and bigotry and destructions of systems and communities that everyone needs. And we'll be able to talk about that without fear of, you know, I can't talk about this or because I might, uh, somebody might get mad at me or uh, people won't agree with me or whatever. Holy Spirit is all about truth and the power of the truth, all about it. And so let's take some comfort in that because Jesus also refers to the Holy Spirit as the comforter. Let's take some comfort in the truth. Let's put our faith in the word of God. Let's put our faith in the Christ consciousness. Let's not make fear our God or anxiety our God.
let's be fishers of all. And let's be willing to be caught and caught up in and caught up by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then we release the fullness of who we are into the world. That hidden manna that we talk about, the hidden manna that can sustain us, the hidden manna that comes when there is nothing physical present. It's a powerful thing. I've seen it. We talk about it in Exodus 16, 34, Hebrews 9, 4. But Jesus himself explains the manna as the bread of life. Trying to show that this world that we live in as a spiritual world is real. And that we can be in this physical world, but not of it. We need to be living our practice embracing our spiritual destiny, using God's promise as a lifeline, no matter what is going on. And that is the truth. And so it is. May the words from my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in that sight, O oh Lord. Thank you. Let's do a meditation. Take some very deep breaths. Be comfortable in our physical space. Allow the chair, the sofa, the bed, the floor, the pew, everything to support us. Mother Earth. Mother, Father, God of the heavens, the grandmothers and grandfathers who are the good, true, and beautiful of our ancestors, the highest realms of heaven, all of the holy ones, we sit here today accepting and renewing our God consciousness, accepting the purpose and whatever stone we may have witnessed as a revelation of who we are. In Jesus' name today, we do our prayer to request release of just one interfering thought, emotion, or behavior. Just one today to bring it to our attention. So that we can gain whatever learning we needed 
from that which we have not yet released. And then we want to go to the place before there was ever a wound or a grievance in that regard. Any limiting habit we have is attached to some need we're trying to fulfill. But today, we can accept help from the source, creator. We can accept help from our God. To remove whatever is at the root of that attachment. Let's take three very deep breaths right wherever we see it attached. Keep your an analytical, intellectual mind out of it. Just whatever propped in your mind, let's go there. And on three very powerful breaths, we hold our hands out in surrender that this be taken from us. We let go. We learned. And we know that all others involved did what they know how to do at the time. We bring in your beautiful colors to give us a clean heart. and to paint us the color of your love, God. And we let this go. As I sing these few lines, let it happen. Yah, yah, hey, yah, yah. Yah, hey, yah, yah, hey. Yah, yah, hey, yah, yah. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, and so it is. Ashe, Amen, Hallelujah. All my relations. Three breaths, big ones. One. Two. Three. 
Okay. And I want to thank um, Joyce for playing um, In the Garden. <laughs> That's my mother's favorite song. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a wonderful talk about release. All right, now it's time for our offering. When we are together in spirit, physically and virtually, we want to thank everyone who has donated to Unity by mail. We appreciate any checks sent to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia, Washington, 9531. You can also donate online by clicking on the donation page on our website, unityofcentralia.net. Thank you, Tom. As we hold our offering in our hands and in our hearts, let's say our offering prayer together. <clears throat> Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I do, all that I receive, and all that I am. Now it's time for our blessing of thanks. Let's all say the blessing of thanks together. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. It's now time for a healing prayer. Members of our community have requested us in healing prayers and entertainment to other people. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Microphone decided to act up. The people of our communities who must deal with basic human needs while living without a home. And as always, <laughs> the microphone has just developed a life of its own here. Our collective healing energy to everybody being affected out there. It just seems like there's a, there are wars and uprisings, things going on over our, all over our world. So let's all pray for all those folks. If you'd like to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, raise your hand, unmute, shout it out, or hold it quietly in your heart. We'd like to keep our prayers for our friend John here, myself, Chris. Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. Now it's time for a prayer of protection. Let's all say it together. 
The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. And I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone who made our service possible. Thank you, Joyce, for playing. Thank you, Tom, for all the technical stuff. Thank you, Penny, for the slideshows. Thank you, everybody who brought some good food in. Thank you, Terry, for putting our sign down there. Thank yeah, you, Terry, yeah, nice, for helping water our line. Thank you, Terry, <laughs> for taking a carafe of coffee down to our community and delivering it. You know, I take my students out every Friday and we deliver food for the gathered church. And three or four times when I've been sitting in the alley and my students are loading up the boxes, my coffee cup's almost empty, and here comes Terry walking down the alley giving coffee to everyone. And I got a little bit too, so thank you for all that. I'm sure the people out in our community who are homeless really appreciate that in the mornings. And now, if remember, if you're interested in serving, please speak to Susan about volunteering to be a reader, or I will read again. Okay, and please join us next Sunday when licensed unity teacher Audrey Pitchford will be our speaker. And don't forget to stay with us after service for fellowship time. And now it's time for a peace song. Let's join hands in the center and in Zoomland and sing our song of peace. Thank you.